you're listening to the Davenport Junior Theater Podcast. Welcome back to the Davenport Junior Theater Podcast, the podcast where we explore the past, understand the present, and dream of the future. Today on the podcast, we have Amanda Grissom. Thanks for being here today. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. So uh, do you want to start by telling me a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. My name is Amanda, and I uh, I am a theater artist. I grew up in the DJT program. Um, I was in every single show that I could be. I took as many classes as I could. Um, I worked there, uh, and then I went to college for theater. And after graduating, I moved to Chicago and began being a professional theater artist. Pandemic changed that a little right. bit, <laughs> but um, planned to get right back in there once the pandemic is over and everything's safe again. Awesome. What years were you at junior theater uh, and how did you get involved there? So I started junior theater when I was 13, which if I do my math right is 2010. And I was involved until I graduated out of the program in 2015. Again, if I did my math right. And uh, uh, you asked how I got involved there. I actually started as a dancer. Um, We had just moved to the Quad City area and um, I wanted to continue my, uh, my dance work. And um, I signed up for a class uh, at Junior Theater, which was also doing um, dance classes. And uh, I noticed that there was some crazy fun uh, theater stuff going on in the, um, in the upstairs because the dance uh, classes were all in the basement. Mm-hmm. And I told my mom, that looks like fun. I want to try that. Um, signed up for my first class, uh, loved it so much that within, I think, a year, um, I decided to quit dance and focus on theater and split my time between theater and the sports I was doing. Nice. Can you talk a little bit about that transition from being a dancer to putting yourself on a completely theater-focused track and what it was like finding your true passion? Yeah, sure. So I remember like growing up and being in dance recitals and um, and dance pieces and stuff. My favorites were always the ones where we were sort of dancing as characters. Mm-hmm. So um, Ugly Duckling or uh, there was one where we were like fish in Dr. Seuss. Um, I loved the Nutcracker and how that told a story. So a big part of what drew me to dance is what made the transition to theater so easy. I loved the storytelling aspect. Um, and I loved conveying story with um, with the physical movement. So with theater and how you have just your instrument of your body to tell a story, it was a really easy um, kind of obvious transition. Nice. So you started at junior theater, obviously, as a student, and you moved on to being a junior staffer. So what was it like getting to take on a leadership role? Yeah, it was incredible. It was my first job ever. I, I became a junior staffer at 16. I, I had never really had a job before. Um, and the, having the opportunity to work in the theater at such a young age, I didn't, I didn't know how blessed I was. Um, I didn't know how difficult it can be in the theater world um, as an adult to get jobs sometimes. And so I, I was so incredibly lucky and I'm, I'm really thankful that I, that I took advantage of it, even though I didn't know just how lucky I was. So it was, it was really, really exciting to, uh, to be a student who had taken those classes, who was then helping kids in those classes um, put on their shows. So 
uh, I was I was a set junior staffer. I worked on lights for a bit, and um, I was costume junior staffer junior staffer for most of the time, if I remember right. Yeah, it was it was really really fun getting to help those kids do what I'd already done for the past three years. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite thing you got to do as a junior staffer or a favorite department to work in? Oh, probably. I, I, I think I really liked working on like the lights and sound, mm -hmm. which funny enough is probably what helped me transition into being a stage manager because, um, you know, with, as a lights and sound junior staffer, you're programming all of them, but you're also calling the show. Um, and I actually, I've never really thought about it like that before, but uh, I think that was probably my favorite. Awesome. So uh, you graduated junior theater in 2015. Uh, what paths did your life, life take after junior theater and how do you think junior theater had an impact? Junior theater had the biggest impact. I, um, as like a young teen, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I figured I would maybe be an English teacher or editor or something. Mm -hmm. I, I really thought my, my life was gonna follow a, an English trajectory because that was my favorite subject in school. But a couple years into junior theater and I knew that had to change. I knew that wasn't going to be what I what I wanted to do. By the time I was 17, 18 and graduating out and looking at colleges, I was looking at them pretty much solely for their theater department. Um, I knew I wanted to minor or double major in English. I ended up minoring in English, but my main thing that I was looking for was a theater department. Um, so after graduating out of the junior theater program and it uh, forming me into the theater artist that I knew I was bound to be forever. I went to Monmouth College and mm -hmm. I got my bachelor's degree uh, in theater. So how did you then transit, did you do stage management in college too or how did you get into stage managing? Yeah, so that was actually um, a funny thing. I I actually got my first exposure um, to stage managing at junior theater. Mm -hmm. um, I my last year in junior theater, I uh, it was it was like the one play that I wasn't um, like acting in or doing some other role, um, and I, I was stage manager. And Calvin Vo was my like mentor for that, mm -hmm. and he gave me so much responsibility and it was such a blessing. I was terrified. I was this like, I was this teenager who was like, I have to actually like call the show and I have to write down blocking and I, what is all of this? And he taught me and my um, assistant stage manager, Andy Pavey, everything, he walked us through it. And then he handed the show over to us, mm -hmm. um, which was an incredible experience and responsibility for me as, um, as a teenager. Um, so that was my first stage management experience was doing it at junior theater and getting that real experience. I did not stage manage again until my senior year of college. Oh, wow. When I took one half semester course like intensive course on stage management. And I, you know, I was remembering things that I learned at junior theater, I was learning new things. And I found out that I'm pretty good at it because it's it's a lot of being organized and it's, um, it's keeping track of everything, which I'm a very organized person. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I took that one half semester class. And, um, and from there, I, I was like, okay, I can, I can do this. I didn't, plan on doing this, but I'm good at it, and uh, it's pretty fun, and um, so it was It was kind of uh, this this introduction, uh, introduction that I got at junior theater, and then just sort of a surprise fluke at the end of my senior year. Great. So how, like, how did you get into stage managing professionally, and what 
like how did you get your foot in the door basically the biggest thing i found is it's really about um making friends which is such a cool like thing that is that is the like the reason that i get jobs so um so my very first stage management job I got because one of my professors at Monmouth College suggested I apply for it. He had worked with that company before. It was Interlochen Center for the Arts um, in Interlochen, Michigan. And um, he suggested it, he recommended me. And so I applied and they accepted me. And from there, it was just a lot of getting to know people. I got my first job in Chicago by showing up in Chicago before I even had an apartment there and saying, yes, I will move here to do this. Yes, I can do this. Here is examples of how. And after that, um, I don't think uh, up until like the pandemic, I didn't really apply for another stage management job. I was booked until the pandemic hit because I met people who then needed a stage manager, who then knew someone who needed a stage manager. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of jumped around. Um, So the, the, biggest and best way to get your foot in the door and to get um, jobs in stage management I found is making friends, which is so fun. <laughs> so what other advice then would you give to someone other than making friends? What advice would you give to someone looking to pursue a career in stage management? Yeah, um, keep track of everything. So um, I have used examples of my work from like several shows before mm-hmm. um, as templates for things I'm doing now as examples for friends who want to get into things. Um, I would say have a system. I have tons of folders on my computer. I keep all of my prompt books that I am allowed to. Some some theaters keep them as like um, theater documents, but any theater that I can keep mine, I keep it. Um, and really just be organized and keep your stuff as much as you can uh, because it will come in handy again later. Nice. So you also are interested in scenic design and scenic painting. So how did you get into those things? Yeah. Um, so again, it was uh, it was through knowing people and making friends. So scenic painting, a friend of mine from college, his mom is part of a theater company in Chicago. And she told him that they were looking for a scenic painter. And he told her, well, Amanda lives in Chicago, ask her. Um, So I I painted a set for them. It was um, eclectic full contact theater here in Chicago. Um, So I painted a set for them and they loved my work so much that then um, the next season they asked me to scenic design. Um, That project was unfortunately also canceled due to COVID-19, but it it was really, really fun to get to try that out. And the nice thing, going back to junior theater, is I'd actually had a foundation in scenic design um, because I did teen intensive camp one of my last summers there. um, And I tried scenic design. um, And it was similar to the stage management experience where I didn't really know if I was going to be any good at it. I didn't know if I would like it. And that foundation that junior theater gave me showed up in my life years later and was so so helpful nice so um what exactly were you up to when COVID 19 hit so <laughs> i uh, i was simultaneously scenic designing um for a show i was uh, assistant stage managing for um an equity production at silk road silk road rising um which that was really disappointing because it was my first like show as part like on an equity team Mm -hmm. i was i hadn't made equity obviously but um i was one of their non-equity hires 
So I was a part of a world premiere called My Dear Hossein uh, at the Silk Road Rising Theater. And then I was scene designing um, for uh, Eclectic Full Contact Theater. Awesome. So uh, we talked about a lot of your talents that everyone knows about, but do you have any hidden hobbies or talents that not many people know about? I can juggle. Again, thanks to junior theater, uh, I was an assistant for um, a clown class, and we were going to teach the kids how to juggle, and I did not know how to, so <laughs> I had to very quickly learn so that I could then teach the kids. Um, so I can juggle, and I'm also um, a digital artist. So we like to ask our junior theater alums just some fun questions during the interview. So if you could have lunch with anyone throughout history, who would it be and why? Sarah Bernhardt, uh, hands down. She is my favorite actress of all time. Um, she lived, uh, she was a French actress during the late 1800s, um, and she was so weird. She was so weird. She uh, she had a, uh, a coffin that she liked to sleep in and have her picture taken in, um, custom made for her. Um, she had a purse that was made out of a bat, she she was definitely a rule breaker. Um, she would be told, you know, you can't do that. Or um, she, for example, she played Hamlet. That's a men's role, not for Sarah Bernhardt. Um, and so I, I learned about her in college. I fell in love with her. She is so incredible and so inspirational. And to see a powerful, talented, eccentric uh, woman in the 1800s succeed as much as she did was really inspiring. So I would definitely definitely uh have lunch with sarah bernhardt that would probably be an interesting lunch i'm sure she'd <laughs> make it yeah. interesting so you spent a while at dkt do you have a favorite memory oh goodness or one of your top memories my favorite show was pinocchio i i loved every show that i did there but um pinocchio was so experimental and um and like unusual and uh, I loved how ensemble based it was. Um, it uh, The entire cast never left the stage. So um, we all in the background created the environment. Um, and I, I, I'm a very literal person. I like things that I can measure and color code and, and organize. And that, that play really, really pushed me to think in the abstract. I remember our director, Jessica Sheridan, had me play patty cake for about 15 minutes during a uh, <laughs> during a rehearsal just to try to get me out of my brain um and so that like fun abstract everything doesn't have to have a literal meaning mm -hmm. uh, experience really really opened my eyes and opened my my mind um to be able to understand abstract work later in life and it was it was also just so much fun you know i had all my i had all my friends there i had my theater home and i was creating a story so the definitely definitely pinocchio awesome so why do you think programs like junior theater are important to support because they change lives just simply enough um i like i mentioned earlier i had no idea when i was a young teenager i was gonna be a, a theater artist my whole life i you know i thought I did dance for fun, um, and I was good at English, and I was gonna, you know, maybe write a book one day, which, you know, who's to say I won't still, but my, my true passion, I didn't, I didn't even know about it yet. Mm -hmm. um, so programs like junior theater, you know, they can be, they can be just for fun, they can help kids uh, with their confidence, um, but 
no matter what, I think ultimately they just change lives. They transform lives. And so that's why I think they're all just so important. Yeah. So what advice would you give a current junior theater student? Don't be afraid to try something new, which it sounds really cliche, but you know, you, even if you're doing something new already, like say it's your first time doing theater, I, I just, something I always encourage my kids to do when I'm, uh, when I'm teaching them, um, when I used to work at junior theater and I would teach uh, acting classes is that there's always something more to push or to explore. So, um, you know, if you're, if you're doing something new, try something totally out of the box. It might not work. It might open your eyes to something different. Um, so just don't be afraid to try. Great. I think that's great advice. This has been the Davenport Junior Theater Podcast. Thanks for listening.